Welcome to the ETC Coaches Corner, an inside look into the Midlands' best private training facility, where we'll be discussing all things from training to nutrition and everything in between. In this episode, we're going to be telling you a story, but not just any story, the ETC story. Now that we are 13 episodes in, we thought it was important to share a little bit of light on what ETC is and where it came from. In this episode, expect to learn where ETC, the name, comes from, how it even started, where we think we're going to go next, and of course, we're going to learn about what Jack's favourite occupation has been. Obviously, the favourite one is going to be ETC, but I meant to say the least favourite. I meant to say the least favourite, because the least favourite is quite funny, I think. It's important. So, Jack, good morning. How are we? I'm very well. I'm very well. Two coffees in, fed, watered. Living my best life. There you go. As we always say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is always covered, as long as you're fed and watered. And Everything. caffeinated. And, and caffeinated. caffeinated. I've just had an espresso, actually, and it was delicious. I pondered having a third before we started, and I might have one when we finish this. Oh, very nice. So usually we start the podcast by me asking you what you've had for breakfast. But I'm going to start with what I had for my lunch. Ooh. It is very sad. It's a very sad... It's, it's, a, it's a really oxymoronic lunch because it's one of my favorite things to eat but it wasn't a lunch that i really wanted so i had to make my lunch last night before i went to bed and we didn't really have anything ready and i couldn't be bothered to cook i want to make a couple of bagels there's a little, there's a little bit of salami in the fridge a little bit of cheese and a couple of bagels but the bagels were frozen because everyone's like super like cautious about food going out of date even though it's like on the best before date she'll like freeze it just in case Fair enough. So I, I do similar. Do you? Yeah, we keep most of our bread in the freezer, to be fair. We do, not, but not bagels, because I eat them. Mm, no, I don't really keep them in the freezer. I might keep like, my crumpets in the cupboard, but then if I'm like, I'm not going to get around to eating these, they go straight in the freezer. Okay. Well, so I had frozen bagel, and I thought I didn't want to wait for it. These that got the Warburton's ones that are pre-sliced. Top yeah. tier. Top, Top tier. Yeah, it was just straight up, straight up bagel. And I tried to like separate it, but I couldn't because it was frozen. So I'd use a knife, then it like split. So like, but it didn't split like down where it's supposed to split. It split down the, the lateral part. And I was like, ah. So I had like salami, cheese, and broken bagel. And although salami, cheese, and bagel is a top tier snack, it's a good snack. It's a great snack. It, I feel like it wasn't substantial enough for my lunch. So I, I have like mixed emotions about it because I'm like, oh, this is so great. But I'm still hungry. You should have some of those protein Oreos oh, no, that we, uh, we got those. in the delivery. We can't talk about the protein Oreos. Do you want to tell a story quickly well, before we go we'll on? Well, quickly, quickly tell the story of these protein Oreos. If you've been into ETC in the last 24 hours, you will probably have heard <laughs> about these Oreos. So as part of our like snack delivery, protein bars and shakes and all that, they sent, they send us free stuff. And this week they sent us some of these like protein Oreos. <laughs> and you look at them and you're like, oh, six Oreos in a pack, 15 grams of protein. Wow, amazing. I love Oreos. I like protein. Great. Win-win. But when you actually look at the back of the packet, you realize that for 15 grams of protein, you're also getting 800 calories in six Oreos. Conversely, if you were to look at a normal pack of Oreos, that lovely black and white deliciousness that is an oreo you get 14 oreos in a pack and a pack has 780 calories so you're getting 
in this protein Oreo, you're getting the same calories for less than half the number of Oreos and probably only a quarter of the fun. And I just feel like it, it's really misleading mm. because it says on the front of the pack, 15 grams of plant-based protein. Suboptimal protein as well. Suboptimal protein. And on the back, it has like 130 calories per, per cookie. Per cookie, but don't look at that bit. So it like... It, it like shows you what is perceived to be the positive trait, which is the, the protein content, but then knowingly is disingenuous about the amount of calories in the packet. And I just think that is, although they're not lying, they're being truthful, they're just making it difficult. Mm. For most people who don't look at the packet of what they're eating, they look at the big print and go, oh, that'll be fine. Wow, 15 grams of protein, exactly. six Oreos, amazing. Wrong, absolutely wrong. wrong. But they taste great. I have had two packs. Jack has a problem. Anyway, let's talk about the ETC story. So ETC is obviously short for the Empowerment Training Center. Now, when we were creating this title, I wanted it to be like an acronym. I wanted the Empowerment Training Center to be, not an acronym, sorry, it is an acronym, a metaphor for something bigger. And we always wanted to have a facility that had like a multifaceted approach, like certain pillars that created it. So I was like, well, not ETC, whatever, can we make whatever it is to be ETC? So it's like when you say something like, oh yeah, I'm going to wash my clothes and some socks, etc. It's like you're just saying one thing, but actually it includes lots of other things as well. So it mean more. And the pillars that we kind of came up with, we wanted it to be like all about nutrition, community, strength, strength and conditioning, belief, because at the time of creating what is now Empowerment Training Center, there was a, a real strong belief that it wouldn't even work. And it wouldn't have worked without the support that we had from our like initial members and the members that are continually still with us now. So that's kind of where the name evolved from. So we started back in 2016. And at the time, I kind of quit my my job as a lecturer and I'm going to talk more about I'm going to try and keep this strictly about the empowerment training center and we were we set up like a, a group strength and conditioning program and I was in charge of the female kind of part of of that business and as it kind of evolved into over the past kind of six to eight months the the person I was kind of working for decided that it wasn't gonna it wasn't working it wasn't working the way that he intended and we kind of parted ways and it didn't kind of end in the best possible way we both probably said and did things that we shouldn't have and i was essentially like stuck with like 50 not stuck stuck, with, <laughs> stuck completely stuck stuck with like 15 members who were like you should like do this by your by yourself and i was like look I can't run a business. Like, that's not what I want to do. It's not what I can do. I'm not capable. I don't believe in myself. I'm really good at this thing, but I, I, I can't run a business. Um, it's never anything that I thought I would ever do. And the support from those members were like, let's just do it and see what we can what we can do. And we effectively had a gym without any equipment, without anything. I mean, we should definitely talk about that in a moment, Jack. The... <laughs> <laughs> And we managed to make it make it work. And I didn't know what to call it. And we, the members actually came up with the, with the word empowerment, fitness, and performance. 
that was one of the first things to, to come out and it was empowerment with big capitals of power. Power, 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 power. And I was like, that's a stupid name. That's never going to catch on. And it kind of stuck and everyone kept coming back to it. And that is what we, we called it back in 2016. In 2017, we know kind of we grew and we grew and we grew and we were working out of different places in Northampton. At the time, I was I was working several jobs to try and build Empowerment Training Centre so we could actually make it make it work. And it was never really in the like the the, the long game. It was never really a vision. It was just like let's just keep doing good things and try my best and try and do what's right and and make it something that we can all be be proud of. And I knew Jack from I used to be a student of mine when I was when I was teaching which makes me feel really old and Jack was working at that time as a personal trainer or before that you worked as a personal trainer and then we got you your favorite job ever yeah so I was yeah 2016 I was working full-time at Travis Perkins and then I went traveling in like the end of 2016 came back early 2017 and then that's when I kind of started doing some cover for you whilst I was still working at Travis Perkins um, and then I went and got a job as a fitness instructor at, uh, I can't where, where a was gym it? in Kettering. A gym in, no, I was a fitness instructor in a gym in Northampton. And then I left there to go and be yeah. fitness manager at sports director Kettering. Which coincidentally is my job that I had like two or three years prior to that. And Tim, I feel like <laughs> Tim sold it to me as this is great. You're basically going to be doing exactly what you're doing now, but you're actually going to get paid for doing that thing. Whereas like, when I was working at this other gym, I was kind of like a fitness instructor, but I was kind of like doing everything. And he was like, yeah, you're just going to do that, but you're going to actually get paid for it and have a title. And I was like, mint. It was not exactly that. It was worst ever. It Did was, you, le- you learn from it though, didn't you? You learned a lot. lot. I feel like we both have learned a lot from that experience and from generally just working in general, like normal gyms, if you like. Yeah. You you learn what not to do more than anything else. That, that that's that's exactly it. Like we when we were building Empowerment Training Center, it was like, what do we not want? So it really it really was the case of not being like, what do we want? What's our vision? What do we want to achieve? It was like, here's everything I hate about the industry. Here's what I don't ever want to do. And it was like having loads of people crammed into a class, like the the whole ethos of like sell, 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 get more members, get more members, get more members. And it was like not about actually keeping members and like looking after them and doing the right thing. I've worked in the commercial gym, many commercial gyms, and one of them in particular had like 2,000 members who hadn't been in for 12 months. And it was like, cool, we should call them and tell them that they're paying. And they were like, no, 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 you, you, you can't do that. They're paying money. He was like, yeah, but the, yeah, but we should really contact them because the whole, maybe they're scared. Maybe they don't want to come back to the gym for whatever reason. We should help them. And it was like, nah. And it just kind of really reaffirmed that the industry, in some cases, like really isn't there to help people. It's just a facade. So we really wanted to go, well, how can we actually do that? And we kind of built a model that was based solely on retention and keeping people for as long as possible. Well, how would you keep people for as long as possible? Like you do a good job, you try and be as transparent as possible, you act with integrity, and you truly care about the people that you work with. And it's kind of evolved from there. Let's just talk about 
and it's quite it's quite funny and some of the ogs will will know about this so when we were working in like out of several different facilities and just kind of gradually adding equipment kind of whenever we had any money it just went on more equipment we had some we had some sketchy equipment didn't we i like to call <laughs> it a repressed memory uh, uh yeah it wouldn't if this if, if we set off and did what we did now we'd be shut down in a week yeah it did not meet uh health and safety standards it would not pass our health and safety inspection that's for sure no no we like so when when we used to do like squats we used to get two boxes like box jumps that were metal and really hard and different shapes and like stack them on top of each other and then put our barbell on top of that and it wobbled and the floor was soft and then we used dumbbells to hold the barbells in place to get people to back squat and when you put it down the whole thing wobbled but they were also like a set height but we'd also have like some people that were like six foot and some people that were five foot and we'd like get them to stand on a box <laughs> to unrack the bar to then step off the box to then do their squats to step back onto the box to re-rack the bar so the next person could go uh, and yeah yeah it was so bad and I think the most shocking thing is that that was featured in a like a promotional video on Facebook. Yeah, we've got like that. We actually put that out to the world to be like, come and look at this great stuff we do. And it's you look at it now and it's very cringeworthy. Yeah. But it it yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked and people did it and, and no one no one got hurt. No one actually got hurt or died. Shocking. Which is yeah it was so sketchy like when we used to build the gym every morning like people used to have to come early so we could build the gym so we could work out for the workout that was that was programmed and we used to we used to do four-week programs that took so much time and actually varied so much but it was just good fun and we just it was yeah what's your what's your best memory of, of those times the molten poo smell that's literally what i was getting to <laughs> just like Certain sessions at Moulton where it was like we were like doing like shuttle sprints outside and the the gym in Moulton College, if you've ever been there, it's like next to the, the place where they keep the horses. So you would just have like horses walking past the door to the gym <laughs> and like <laughs> doing what horses do just wherever they walked. And we'd be doing like shuttle sprints back and forth where you've got like the tractors pulling the manure and then you've got horses <laughs> doing their thing and we're like doing sprints and it's like the middle of July and it's 35 degrees or you were doing that but then also conversely when we were at the other place and they had a lot of children that used to go there to do like martial arts classes and children being children they pick their nose and they pick their toenails and they leave it on the floor and you'd have people doing like push-ups and they'd be having like moving toenails out the way. And... <laughs> I don't even know why anyone gave us any money. I to don't be honest. know how how did that even happen? <laughs> it's just crazy, man. But yeah, so we set out to like to do what other gyms didn't do. We initially we definitely didn't, but we really we kind of had a had a price point that we were more expensive than the commercial gym. We were cheaper than personal training, and we wanted to kind of sit in that that bracket where it was like, well. One-to-one -one personal training isn't isn't for everyone, and although some people need it, it can be you know unaffordable, and it doesn't provide you with the flexibility. Like if something happened at work, then you need to change a session at five o'clock, 
when I was personal training, if someone cancelled a session like an hour beforehand, two hours beforehand, six hours beforehand, it would be like, cool, you've lost that session now because I can't get you in at five because that's the only time that I have that evening. So then you would miss your workout. So we wanted to create something that was not just a budget model that didn't really care and the only way their business model was viable was to get as many people through the door as possible and have 3,000 members paying £20 a month in the hope that most of them don't actually turn up and automate everything so you can just go in and do your own thing. Because we realized that people actually needed support and accountability and direction and structure. Because unless you're in the industry and you've been studying it, you don't know what harmonizes with, with what, you don't know how to train properly, you don't know how to move very well. And what we wanted to do is create something that allowed us to create deep, meaningful relationships with members that was cheaper and more accessible than personal training, but also provided the best possible part of personal training but in a group setting so it's great crack you're getting proper training proper training proper exercise real strength and muscle gains with the ability to talk to one of the team about nutrition all of that under kind of one roof that nobody was doing and we're like, let's let's do this and do it as best as we can now fast forward to 2018 we kept doing what we were doing. We added more sessions. We were working other jobs. Like Jack was part-time working at Travis, Travis Perkins and, and part-time working uh, at, Empowerment, at Empowerment Fitness and Performance. And we added uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday sessions. Because it used to be, you used to only get your sessions. It was like you were, you were either 7 a.m. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, that's it. There was no flexibility because we didn't have a timetable. We didn't have a rotor. We didn't literally have anything. It was like, Jack, are you working tomorrow? You'd be like, no. But cool, to me then. Like we didn't have anything. We just had people and some equipment and we're just kind of winging it by doing the best the best that we could. Mad. Didn't have a business plan, didn't have an accountant. Just kind of was like, oh, let's just do stuff. <laughs> Man, so much is, now that I'm talking about it, so much is, has changed. So we just continued to, to grow and we then started going, hey, this is like going pretty well. And though Jack was still working at Travis Perkins and I was still not in the position to leave, I leave any of the other jobs that I was working as a delivery driver, working in a pub, working as a teacher, just doing whatever I could to, to survive basically, to then be able to have this empowerment, fitness and performance as like a full-time, full-time job. Into end of, towards the end of 2018, middle of 2018, I was looking for like, where can we, find a building so we could maybe take this concept and, and really make something proper of it. And got a long story short, it took freaking ages. Then we found this building where we are currently and we opened it in 2019. And by this point, Jack was able to start full-time at ETC and not have to work at Travis Perkins. Yay! Yeah, I was waiting for the, it was a bit of a delay. Well, there was a bit, there was like a bit of like a, a period between that. So obviously, like we we found the place in like the start of 2019, but we didn't actually get in here until like late July, and then we didn't actually start doing any sessions until like September. So there was yeah. that was kind of like it wasn't just we found a place and we got in. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah, you found yeah. a place, you did all the legal stuff, then we got in, then we had to paint it. There's some great pictures of Tim and Budgie Smugglers painting the gym um, like on the, the members' mem wall. The members, members like. The members helped us paint it, cleaned it up. Yeah. Then we had to like get the equipment and we had to build the equipment and like that just took a long time. But it was that alongside me obviously working full time, alongside Tim coaching and doing all the other stuff as well. 
Um, yeah, it was mad, yeah. wasn't it? Like literally we had so many members who came in and helped out, gave their time to build this, essentially this sounds really corny, but build the dream. Because <laughs> like people were coming in and painting whenever they could. We were working super, super late and eating pizza, drinking beer and, and painting the gym. And yeah, man. You was... definitely consumed over a gram of caffeine for multiple days in a row. Mm. I did think you were going to die at one point. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good times. <laughs> good times. Eventually we opened and we started as a female-only strength and conditioning facility. We only trained females. And, and we had only been training females up until, up until this point. And we renamed ourselves the Empowerment Training Center because we were a training center. We weren't a gym because we didn't like the thought of what people thought a gym was. It was like gym, treadmills, loads of mirrors, big sweaty men, make loads of noise, female-only area, go and lift your pathetic little kettlebells. When we Personal trainers just mincing about oh. trying to steal your money all the time. Yeah, or in a gym, just people trying to steal your equipment because you didn't have enough, and every time you put it <laughs> every down, every time you put your dumbbells down, they've gone because someone's taken them and ran away. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And I think it was in two thousand. It was when we opened. We opened it to blokes, didn't we? Yeah, straight away. So we opened in what? We technically opened in October. For we transitioned all the groups because we had like you six, seven, eight a.m., ten a.m., five p.m., six p.m., whatever all the sessions that we had. We kind of transitioned them over kind of one or two groups at a time um, across kind of late August through till October. And I think we like officially opened in like the start of November. I think we took on the men. The in men. Like November, Cause I we, think. Because we were getting asked for ages. Like, when are you going to start doing men? When are you going to start doing men? And it was like, we don't know. We can't. It's <laughs> the women. And then actually what we realized is men and women, whatever you want to say that you are we, we kind of get on as a species pretty well like women stereotypically but what i was told by lots of women is that they didn't like men perpy men being in the gym and just being weird and creepy we were like yeah us neither and vice versa and what we actually realized is that the, the blokes who wanted to get involved with us were probably more nervous than the females about like the expectations of knowing that some of these girls have been training with us for three years and were strong as hell and looked great. And the men were like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not that. And maybe there is the expectation that I should be. And we, we got some blokes in and they were amazing and it was great crack. And then it just started building slowly and slowly. And it kind of helped us build Eat Empowerment Training Center to, to what it is. Then, you know, in 2020, we had the old... It all went Pete Tong. It all went Pete Tong. <laughs> it all went Pete Tong. You know what? It was only recently that we had actually been open more than what we had been closed. So when, it was probably like up until halfway through 2021, we'd been closed longer than we'd been open. And we opened in 2019, <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it now. Mad. And yeah, lockdown, man. It was definitely an interesting time. We didn't know. We were still, I guess, in our infancy. We didn't really have any money. We still don't. We didn't have any money. We were like, what what are we going to do? It's all going to go terrible. And, you know, my back was against the wall. And it was just, I think just before this, Kyle had joined us. The fridge. No. Kyle joined us in lockdown. Kyle joined us in lockdown. Because we did an interview in person. Mm. And we had to 
socially distance. Oh, so yeah. So me and Tim sat two metres apart and then Kyle sat two metres away from us. So that must have been post the initial phase of lockdown where we came out, but we were still under like really strict social distancing. And then we went back in. Oh, yeah. And then Kyle joined. Because it was like, oh, we're going to do it for two weeks. And it was like nine months later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what we did in lockdown, we gave away literally everything to our members. And we did everything on Zoom. We like pivoted and we created this online program. And honestly, now looking back on it, it sucked. It was but terrible. We, but we did it. It got it got better. When it got we, better. When we started, we literally did like Facebook Live workouts. And then we like added a Zoom session. And then by the time we got to like the fifth lockdown, we had it pretty nailed. We had like a full timetable, Zoom sessions. Yeah. It was great at points and terrible at other points. <laughs> but ultimately, the, the take home from lockdown was nobody actually really cares about fitness. It was, it was truly about community and we really showed our community spirit and strength. And people got behind each other and got behind us. And there was, you know, we can say this now, there was a lot of members who were self-employed or whatever it might be, were unable to kind of pay for anything. And we were just like, that's cool. Don't worry about it. We didn't want to kick anyone out. We didn't want to say tough and lucky. We still wanted to provide the best possible service regardless of anyone's finances. Now, fortunately, some members were not affected, were furloughed or were still working and were able to pay. But there was probably about 40% of members who basically were like, look, my whole life's gone completely upside down. And we were like, that's cool. Don't worry about it. We really wanted to look after as many people as possible. And we actually came out of lockdown with more members because more people saw what we were doing and wanted to, to get involved, basically. And we did loads of those red band workouts and we had no equipment in the gym, a little bit of equipment in the gym. And I think there was like a ceremony. When we like finally came out of the last lockdown, I think there was like a ceremonial burning of red band <laughs> across the country from every like small group personal training gym that gave their member a red band. I think there's just this just like mountain of red bands somewhere where they've all kind of burnt them. Big workout <laughs> Wednesday. Remember them? <laughs> it's called a repressed memory Tim. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, big workout <laughs> Wednesdays. Lockdown. Yeah. And the Kyle joined us. Kyle, I used to coach Kyle a very long time ago when he was playing lacrosse. And yeah, so I already knew of him. So he then joined the team and... We used to make out of him for sounding like an air conditioning unit, don't we? Because <laughs> he's very like monotone. My name's Carl. Sounds like Chris Hemsworth. Look, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He's I mean, he looks like him voice. as well, to be looks fair. Looks like him so. as well, I know. And, uh, we're, we're the ones that are, you know, losing out in this situation. Carl <laughs> <laughs> joined the team and he kind of just hit the ground running and then gradually over the course of kind of 12 months or so, we're going to brought him up to speed with how we do things and integrated him as part of the team. In 2021, we had a bit of a lockdown purchase, didn't we? Yeah, when we were still in lockdown. Still in when lockdown. we were in like lockdown number, I don't even know. And the one that, for me, the one at the start of 2021 was the worst. When it was just Awful. like four so months of, we didn't have like Boris's weekly announcement to look forward to. It was kind <laughs> of just like, we were in lockdown. No one knew when we were coming out. They never gave us any information. It just kind of went on and on and on and on and on and on and on 
And uh, yeah, that was probably the worst bit. It's but anyway. So much. So there was a room upstairs and I can't... In the building that we're in. In the building that we're so in. So in the building that we're in, there are different floors and there are lots of other different kind of units. Yeah. Just to give you some context. It's an old shoe factory. Mm. Our upstairs unit was bare, but it was painted and it had lights, which you might think... And air conditioning. And air conditioning. That is so expensive now, we can't even use it. Yes. So it works out as like four pounds a minute or something disgusting. And we were like, oh yeah, we could just double our capacity and just like really do it because we're doing pretty well. Like we've grown in lockdown, we've grown in a crisis. The concept works. There's three of us now. Like we don't need to get another member, another member of staff, and it would be fine. It'd be easy. Yeah, YOLO. So then we we like let's do it. Let's just invest every every penny that we had, everything we got from the government. Let's build another gym. Yeah, so we did. And it was stressful, but not as stressful as when we initially opened because we didn't need to paint and do all that other, other stuff. And around this time, Ali joined the team. Da-da! Mr. Last in 2021. And I knew Ali from another gym uh, in Buckingham and thought he might be all right. And turns out he's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and yeah. So then we, then we kept going, and then now, then then we opened. We opened again, fully proper. Yeah, proper. Was Ali? Did Ali join us in lockdown or after lockdown? Or I, ve- I remember Ali being here when we were still in socially distanced training pods. I think it was that. Oh, we haven't talked about the social distance training pods. Nah, we don't need to talk about that. For past memory. Yeah. But basically, long story short, is when we came out of the first lockdown, we had to obviously do socially distanced training. So we basically broke the gym down, put tape all over the floor, and created these 10 two by two meter squares that had a barbell and dumbbells and stuff. And everyone had to stand in their pod and not look at anyone. (laughs) Did you just look at me and give me COVID? And yeah, and then you had to kind of, we had a one-way system, you had to come in, go straight to your pod, not look at anyone, not say a word to anyone. You did your workout in your pod, you disinfected everything, you put your hazmat suit on and then you left through <laughs> the exit door and again, didn't look at anyone. Um, yeah, so that was a weird time. I mean, sessions outside as well when we could. We did sessions outside, that again, odd. <laughs> Socially distanced. When there's like 10 people stood two meters away from each other on the race course, it's yeah. weird looking back on it. Anyway, fast forward to kind of end of 2021. We're out of lockdown. It's a distant memory. Ali's joined the team. Second floor's open. Kinda. Just kind like of. Doing, doing, oh, what can we do with this? We just double, basically double exactly what we're what we're doing. But that might take a little bit of time. Wouldn't it be great to do like a fitness class? Didn't we do like a fitness class? Yeah, let's give it a shot. We just thought, let's just do this. So we launched a fit class, which is well, fitness class known as, known as fit. And it took off a lot more than what we thought. It was a prototype. It was something that was never intended to stay. It was just, a, let's keep doing what we're doing, but we'll double the floor, double the amount of people. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, we didn't say that we'd reduced our member sizes, classes from 16 to 12. Back yeah. Until when we opened, when we got into the, the Empowerment Training Centre, we changed it to a smaller groups so we could uh, provide a better service. Yeah, so we started doing our fit classes. And the same time as our coaching classes, and then all through 2020, we did lots of other things and just kept building what we thought was the right thing to do. We had a second floor going. I think we started 2022 with like 100 and 
50 members, I think. Now we're at yeah, two, something like that. 224. We're almost at our we're almost at our capacity. We're almost completely full. We can obviously we could probably take 400 members if we wanted to, but we don't want to because 400 members is 150 more people. That's 158 more problems. More people, more problems. That is true. So we're just continuing to kind of do what we want to do, and we're but we're much more structured. We're much more focused. We we have kind of plans. We have like job roles almost, <laughs> almost have job roles. We're all kind of doing different things because it's just expanded and grown. Now we're thinking and look at, at looking at ETC in such a different way. And, and I guess you know my role in all of this now is a bit like a, a bit like a broker. As in like we get we get the memberships, and then it's like where where does that money get distributed? Like it needs to go to the team, it needs to go at equipment, it needs to go to whatever it might be. And it's about making decisions to help us align with with the goals and values of the Empowerment Training Centre, what we want to continue to do, what we stand for, whilst staying true to ourselves and staying true to what got us here in the first place. And that's that's really important. I think so many people kind of forget where they came from and forget or just look for trying to get as much money as possible. Whereas us, it's about legacy. It's about creating the best training facility in the Midlands, in the UK. And, and that's what I think we've got everything that we need to be able to continue to do so. We've got fantastic members. We've got a well-equipped gym, an even better well-equipped gym because we're always, always investing and in making things the best possible thing ever. All of the coaching team have kind of get roles that coincide with making everything better so kyle's now in charge of the programming and you're kind of in charge of the operations and 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 making things kind of better and making sure things have a process and a structure so that we're all kind of working and aligning to kind of the same thing which i mean i guess that's been a learning curve in itself like actually having instead of like me doing everything and like doing the programming and literally everything we try to now like distribute a lot of stuff to the team to help them develop in their careers as well as coach at the same time so i guess at etc's how it has like this natural evolution that's happened because now like i'm no longer doing the programming jacks no longer doing the programming but you're still doing the high rocks program still doing the high rocks programming aren't you yeah just yeah. the high rocks cool so like there's that i will program differently to carl even if i told carl exactly what to write which i don't he is going to do things a little bit differently to, to me. And it, that, again, just changes things. And then we work on what works and what doesn't work. And then we try to do more of what works and try and do less of what doesn't work. But we'll never be afraid to, 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 to try something new. Like, if you've been a member with us for, I mean, six years, for, for some of you, then you'll notice that we're always trying something new. We always will put ourselves out there we'll reflect, we'll look at how we can do it better and uh, and go from there. What else happened last year, Jack? So, where are we up to now? We're up to 2022. So, see Ali joined back in 2021 and then moving into 2022, we became an official High Rocks partner gym. So, High Rocks took off kind of 2021 really in the UK and then we kind of did that in 2021 and then in 2022 we were like, we think that's a good thing to be a part of. We feel like a lot of what they do aligns with what we believe in as like a, from a training perspective and then also as a community perspective. 
So we became a Hyrox gym, started doing Hyrox sessions to help prepare our members who want that little bit of an extra challenge. And that's the way we looked at it. It's an opportunity for our members to have something to strive for beyond just fat loss, weight loss, which is what a lot of people initially kind of come into training and come to us for is that goal. And then that only lasts for so long. And, you know, looking beyond that, people need a reason to train. And we felt that Hyrox was a good thing for our members to aspire to do. And we wanted to kind of do that. So we became a partner gym, started running Hyrox sessions, obviously took our members through some Hyrox events in London, Birmingham, Manchester, and everyone had a great time. And then kind of looking beyond that, the fabulous Ruth joined the team. Woo! Woo! Ruth, she was a member. And she, yeah, she was a member. She was a member for maybe a year? Yeah, it's about a year. Yeah. Ruth joined as a member and she just got back from Dubai. But we're not going to talk too much about Ruth because we can talk about Ruth for ages because she's amazing. But she's actually, we're going we're to get her on the podcast, aren't we? We're going to get ooh, her on the future. Yeah. And um, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Ruth's story because she's pretty, she's fascinating. She's a fascinating person. So that'll be really exciting and something for you to look forward to, to understand some of the coaches' kind of personal stories and what's led them to this point in their lives, which I think will be mint. But yeah, Ruth joined as a member because she was looking for some proper training and she just got back from Dubai, didn't really know what she was doing. And she was she was a great member, wasn't she? She was like, great, she just like turned up, worked hard, got on with everyone. And then she was like, I'm looking at doing some personal training qualifications. And it was like, yeah, you're mint as well. And then it's kind of... It kind of we kind of created, kind of made of a job because there was no coaching hours and it was like right well let, let's try and build this and you know by this point we might have this many members and let's uh, let's try our best to do something like that yeah great and then we kind of started off slowly we, I mean we were, we were in a very fortunate position that we, we had like six months to kind of build her up and she just got better and better and better and I think it takes about 18 months for a coach to really come into their own and I really feel like Ruth is like coming into her own now and she's her own person and doing her own thing. And it's, yeah, it's, for me, it's it's great. It's great to see. So they're back in, in the back end of 2022, we started a podcast. We started a youth training program, which is doing amazing. And we were going to start it in 2023. We like started it in 2023. But I felt like everyone always says that like oh i'll start next monday whatever it might be and it was like let's just do it now started in december and by the time january hits we'll have already had done a few episodes we'll uh, we'll have already done a few episodes we'll have already done a few youth training program and it'll be even better so we're just getting ahead of the time so why wait just just crack on jack what's the what's the future what's the future look like and then, yes, obviously that was the end of, end of 2022, started the youth program, started the podcast, and then moving into 2023, we, it was kind of like more of the same, really. Like Ruth was now full-time, had been coaching kind of consistently since kind of September kind of time. So we had expanded the timetable to kind of create these new coaching hours for, you know, Ruth and that everyone's doing full-time coaching hours as well as then kind of really, and this is where 2023's kind of gone, is people are now exploring their own areas and their own specialist areas if you like so Ali's obviously got his pre and postnatal qualifications so he's now exploring that Ruth is obviously menopause specialist and general kind of 
all things women's health and women's training and is going out there and doing seminars for different gyms and doing you know seminars within etc for our members and all that kind of amazing stuff um and then yeah and then kind of going on from there it's kind of just doubling down and just making sure we are providing the best possible service for our members because as you kind of said like we're not looking to have 500 members we're you know closing in on the amount of members that we want to have to that we feel we can deliver the best service possible and then from there it's just about doubling down and making sure that we are delivering the best service possible to those people and making it better just making it better making it better we're looking at we're looking at doing something pretty pretty cool in august be exciting more news coming soon nothing's confirmed yet so i probably shouldn't tell anyone for once in my life yeah no mm, yeah even though you just kind of told everyone something might be happening in august maybe we'll see it'd be cool i have told a few people as well okay hey, so but hopefully, hopefully but, I've told everyone, a few but we're not telling anyone i haven't told ria so therefore not everyone will know but now you have i haven't so ria will tell everyone no she, she, well, she doesn't know She's not here. She won't, she won't even listen to this. If she does listen to this, then she'll know. I showed Ria how to find the podcast. So oh, goodness. Ria is going to watch this. Listen to this. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up there. That's a little bit about us, what we've, how we've started since 2016 to where we are in 2023. We've got some mega plans for this year, and it's, it's really exciting to be part of. Thank you for being part of it with us. Thank you for listening to this whole podcast. We really hope you gained some insight into how we started and why we do what we do if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to know more about then please do reach out to myself or jack or one of the coaching team we'd love to hear from you and yeah i look forward to seeing you all very soon on this lovely up and coming weekend of nice weather about time about bloody time bow chicka wow wow bow